Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, the show that harmonizes the rhythm of hip hop with the magic of movies. 50 episodes ago, we here at the Hip Hop Movie Club reviewed the first ever hip hop film, Wild Style. And last week, the Hip Hop Movie Club received a blessing that was completely inconceivable when we reviewed this film nearly two years ago. We met the director, Charlie Ahern, Grand Mixture, DXT, and the Cold Crush Brothers at a special screening, panel discussion, and performance at Arts Quest in Bethlehem, PA. Coming up, we have the man responsible for bringing this event to life, Andrew McIntosh, a.k.a. DJ Arm 18. We're three old heads who put the old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, filmmaker, longtime hip-hop fan. I can't believe I dapped up Grand Mixter DXT, the man who turntabled on Herbie Hancock's Rocket. I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip-hop fan, and I'm equal parts fresh, fly, wild, and bold. Yes. <laughs> I can attest to that. I'm Boogie, a DJ, longtime hip-hop head, and I wish that every night was like the one we were about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Today on the show, Arm will tell us why Wildstyle is required viewing for all hip-hop fans, and will give you five more takeaways from this important film and screening. How this event came to be the cultural significance of Wild Style, how it compares with Beat Street and Breakin', the impact of the Cold Crush Brothers, and whether the Cold Crush truly got its flowers. All right. So welcome, Arm18, Andrew McIntosh. Thank you so much for bringing this special event to the masses, at least to the Lehigh Valley. And uh, first question I have for you, um, why were you inspired to bring Charlie and the Cold Crush Brothers to Arts Quest? What inspired you? Um, there's, there's actually a, a, a long backstory to this and I'll try to be as concise as possible. I was very fortunate in coming up, um, in the, in the nineties to have run with some, some heads that came from the city who were graffiti writers themselves. And they were fellow college students of mine. Um, they go, they go by, um, they go by Jeer from DMS out of Queens and, uh, the late, uh, Chase from SG7 Staten Island. And they put together something called the Raw Arts Symposium. And this was a weekend-long event. Uh, I would say 96 this happened. And it was an incredible sort of um, mixing and matching of bringing graffiti artists up to the Bard College campus in upstate New York, where we had Revs Koss, Lady Pink, and another artist I can't re quite remember, um, and they, they kicked it off with a party, like, right. We, we did a party out in the middle of the woods, highly illegal or whatever. And I was DJing it. It was great. And then the next day the artists came and they in, did installations. They did live installations, right. Um, of their graffiti art while I was DJing. And so the campus is like coming down to what, you know, it's like this watch party of graffiti being happen of happening. And then it was followed up with like this long like uh, panel uh, in one of our auditoriums where they talked to to the graffiti artists about their work. And and then, of course, there was a party like it was like I did three parties in like 24 hours. It was like I loved it. Um, and and then the, I think the final day there was a, a showing a wild style. Right. That was like the end, because like my man Chase Malcolm said to me, like when I showed up at Bard as a freshman, he was like, have you ever seen Wild Style? And I was like, I've heard of it. He was like, you haven't seen it? I was like, no. And he was like, he said, it's a rite of passage, B. Like, you just <laughs> got you to see it. 
And that that phrase rite of passage always stuck with me. That and 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 so when I finally got a, my my hand on a VHS copy and I was blown away by it. I, I kept rewinding the scenes with Grandmaster Flash over and over again because I was learning. It was the first time I could really watch a DJ cut a record. But that's when Wild Style was sort of was injected into me. And I've always kept the Raw Art Symposium like in the back of my mind is like, I want to do something like that. That that was an incredible weekend of of not of of, of celebration, of art being made like, you know, real time. And then also just this, you know, taking in and, and showing a wild style. And so that's where it got its start, um, you know, many, many moons ago. And I got this opportunity this, this year in this, the celebrating of 50 years of hip hop at Northampton Community College in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania to put on a variety of events. And this is, this is one of the key, like, you know, uh, key events that we're doing this year. We did worked with a lot of regional artists in the fall. Uh, Boogie came to one in Stroudsburg, PA. Like, you know, we've, we've had, uh, and also in Bethlehem, right? Uh, we've had a lot of good work with local graffiti artists, local DJs, local uh, rappers, entrepreneurs, etc. But the Wild Style kicking off 2024, you know, the showing a wild style at steel stacks in Bethlehem PA, that was going to be our first big signature event. And so I was like, how do we, you know, we got to get Charlie there. How can we get Charlie there? Uh, I was for, I, fortunate to have a friend from Bard who has worked with Charlie and on, on some of his other movies who put me in touch with him. And I, I kind of had in the back of my mind, Charlie was going to be the key that opens doors. I, I had met him at Cornell university 10 years ago at the 30th anniversary of, of wild style. And I saw how all the performers and artists from that movie, Charlie's their dude, like that they'll ride for him. You know, um, they have a lot of respect and love for him because he put them on and gave them this opportunity. And so once I secured Charlie, I then started ask calling around to artists and said, listen, I'm working with Charlie Ahern. He's coming out. Like, are you willing to come out? And we, we've got Cole Crush. And I would say, I want to be clear, like Cole Crush was, they were down and enthusiastic from day one. Like once I got a hold of them and and their manager, Cora Brown, a big shout to her. <laughs> she was at different times was like, Andrew, you sound so nervous. This is going to work out. Just be calm. It's OK. <laughs> and she really held my hand through a lot of the planning and organization and contacting people. And then f finally acquiring Gramix or DXT as well uh, to to uh, be a DJ component, you know, uh, uh, and represented at the event. So that's that's from. From soup to nuts, from the first time I, I experienced Wild Style to what we experienced this last weekend, that's how it all came together. It's an amazing backstory. Dig it. Nice. Awesome. Dig it. Yeah, and it was a smashing success. I was I was telling uh, these guys, I was like, man, this event deserves mass media. So we're, we'll be the media right now to try to bring it a little bit out to the masses because it did get picked up by Rock the Bells Instagram. You saw that? Um Yes. Rock the Bells had some footage that they obtained and uh, put it out there. They have 1.1 million followers. That's amazing. So it's big time. Yeah, I love I love how Rock the Bells supports artists like Cole Crush. You know, that's that's it's crucial. It's crucial. It's amazing. Yeah, and actually, I was at the Rock the Bells festival in Queens in the summer, and Grandmaster Kaz and Cole Crush were one of the opening acts. Um, he had that jacket all blinged out from Rock the Bells. 
uh, yes. at the event if you saw them afterwards. So next question I have is, and you kind of touched upon this a little bit, but what is the cultural significance of the movie Wild Style? You know, um, in addition to it being like every, you know, B-boys write a passage, I would say the thing that I believe was discussed during the panel discussion, what I would say in my classroom, is that what you're seeing in Wild Style is the moment. It's a fictional movie, but everybody who's playing a part in that movie was down with the hip-hop scene since day one. So what you're seeing is the moment in which in my mind, I'll, I'll say the old school became the new school, where hip-hop moved from uptown to downtown. The whole movie, if you think about it, if you think about Zorro and the character of Zorro, imagine Zorro representing not just graffiti, but all of hip-hop. Zorro represents like the whole struggle these performers and artists are having with, wait, I've got opportunity on one hand, but then there's keeping it real on the other. How can I, how do I manage these things? How can I make some money, but not get ripped off? Right. How can I do my art, but it still have integrity. And that's, that's a huge question for hip hop at that moment. Right. And, and all that energy is in wild style, like that tension in my mind of like, this is no longer just a folksy grassroots, you know, uh, rough around the edges. Like you have to be there musical performance movement it's about to blow up right and that's what wild style captures it's just that that it's like it's it's like when a bomb drops and it's like silent and then it like blow like it's like that moment and everybody who's in it they were there there's no hollywood actors etc so they're getting a platform to sort of replicate and showcase what they did in the bronx for 10 years right there for you in on, on screen. Yeah. You know, what's funny is it's so well ahead of its time. I put it out there and you see that the riches that could come from it, like they had the car, the, the limo, they got the ladies, the party lifestyle. And it's like, wow, fast forward. And then look at all the music videos that we've seen in the past couple of decades. And that just got amplified exponentially. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's an interesting thing, right? We we witnessed a little bit of in the Q and A between you know Kaz and DXT and Charlie and myself a little bit of the tension that exists in in the purpose of hip hop, right? Like, what is it? You know, is it for a party, or is it to speak upon why hip hop is the way that it is, right? Like, hip hop's the way that it is because it's coming from these. You know, from a particular community, the Bronx was utterly abandoned in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. and was a shelled out like, you know, war zone uh, um, um, in the way that there was virtually no civil so services and, and arson was rampant, etc. And out of this comes these kids making a name for themselves. Right. And so there's this great story of triumph. But there's also this opportunity to talk about the grant, like great inequities that exist in our society. And I think what we saw a little bit between DXT and Kaz was like, well, are we here to celebrate wild style? Or are we here to like, you know, really kind of break it down, you know? And, and it's me as an educator. I thought that was wonderful because we as an audience got to witness, well, hip hop's both of those things. It doesn't have to be an either or, you right. know? Right? right. And so it's, it was, it was a, it was kind of a key moment. And you're absolutely right, JB. It's like, 
wild style embodies like all the elements of a, a party and a good time that we know hip hop to f- be about and to celebrate. But it's also it doesn't turn away from the fact that, you know, the Bronx was utterly dangerous place to live and to to to, to dwell and to try to create this art, you know? Yeah, there was a stick up scene and everything. It's dangerous. Uh, next question I had was, if you could do us a favor, compare Wild Style with some of the other more popular hip hop theme movies that would soon follow, such as Beach Street and Breakin. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, as 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 a kid living out in Pennsylvania, I saw Beach Street and Breakin like long before Wild Style, right? Because why they had the 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 distribute you know what i understand now is they had the distribution they had the hollywood reach etc um and and those movies have a certain virtue in their own right but they are they sort of take a look at the template that wildstyle provided and they essentially appropriate it you know uh to i i would i would argue that that beat streets a little more effective than breaking, you know, and, and once you get to break into electric boogaloo, like it's like, you know, um, it's, it's laughable. It's more, you know, it's, 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 it's more just entertainment. Um, if, if anything, it seems pretty removed from the whole thing that, that hip hop is about, but, but beat street, you know, it's a similar story, right? Centers around a graffiti artist trying to make a name for themselves, etc. The difference is, it's just it's a little at different times it's it's unless unless it's the rock steady crew in it like a lot of the like the party scenes are mad stiff and like you know what i mean um they're very it's it's obviously scripted and and maybe a little bit better acted um but at at times it comes it comes off in my mind as as contrived those movies come off in 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 a, in a way that isn't feels wholly authentic you know yeah, definitely you see the Hollywood sheen on Beach Street and Breaking for sure. Yeah. Whereas Wild Style is raw, uncut. Some of those rap scenes go on for like 15, 20 minutes in right. Wild Style. And I'm just loving it. It's just like you're at a concert. It literally yeah. puts you puts you there. No yeah. hook. Yeah. <laughs> no hook. Stream lyrics, no hook. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the Great pleasure to meet the Cold Crush brothers, thanks to you. And um, how much credit do you feel the Cold Crush brothers deserve as hip-hop trailblazers? Um, You know, it's not just me. I mean, earlier, I think within the last hour on uh, January 30th here, uh, uh, DJ Duwap, right? Um, uh, Great mixtape king out out of New York in the 1990s posted, a lot of greatest rappers of all time owe their entire careers to Grandmaster Kaz. You know, and I'm like, wow, okay, I guess we're vibing the same way right now, me and WAP. Like, you, you are, you're correct, JB. Like, the the Cold Crush as a as a unit, and then and then then Kaz as their leader. Um, I I, I was talking to I, I was talking to uh, their manager, and I'm like, you know what? People talk about raising the bar, and it's Cold Crush. They are the bar. You know, what I mean? like that that's what you need to aim for i think what we 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 witnessed in person in my mind that is so extraordinary is four individuals with a with a dj ultimate their dj uh who you know stands in for tony tone their their original dj they are are rapping in unison for 30 plus minutes i mean there's there's not one microphone feedback there's not one missed line there's not one like pause 
where they're able to exchange verses or rap or sing in unison while a DJ is cutting up the beat or dropping the beat. You know, there's no there's no dat, there's no pre-programmed. It's just five individuals who have these routines, you know, or you could sit here and say, well, it's been 40 years. Of course it's mastered. But if you go back and listen to tapes, they're on YouTube. They were rhyming like that back in the day. They they practice that hard back in the day. They invented rap. Like there was rapping before this. This is what I always try to say in my classroom. Like Isaac Hayes rapped, you know, James Brown rapped, King Heroin, like Millie Jackson rapped, like all sorts of people rapped and rhymed. That was a that's a part of of the African American uh, you know, uh, expression, right? Like pre you know, black preachers, they're they're basically rapping from the pulpit. But what Cole Crush did and 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 you know people like Melly Mel and the Furious Five and others, but what what Kaz and them did was they were like, you know what, rapping is not just like a novelty, it's not a joke, it's not like a, a game. Like I'm a performer, right? And you see how they modeled themselves after Motown groups, right? You I got knew it. yeah, right? I was doing I was the here. When I saw that in person, like the way that they're playing off each other, like the Temptations, like the Four Tops, and I'm like, oh my God, I get it now. I get it because that makes sense because that's who they grew up on. Mm -hmm. That's who they grew up on. And they're like, you know, we're going to be that, but the hip hop version of it. Yes. So that's, that's to me, you know, the, the real legacy of the Cole Crush Brothers. They're one of the, you know. I don't know what the exact number is. I'm going to say a dozen, okay? Like, give or take, give or take a couple, but of groups that have just set the standard of what rap, like what rapping could be as a musical, for, like art form, you know? And they, they made it out of whole cloth. Nothing, you know, it didn't exist before them. It's, it's amazing uh, in really? that regard. And, it really and is. Let's, I, I didn't get a chance to say it in the, in the, in the panel. I, I would like to say it here. Grandmaster Kaz is is the author of the number one, you know, the first rap commercial hit, Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. And, you know, you could go find video of Kaz talking about it. Um, the Hip Hop Years is one of the documentaries where he comes out and explains what happened. I won't go into it here, but he just he didn't get the he didn't get that credit when it happened. So, yeah. you know, Sugar, Sugar Hill Gang drops Rapper's Delight and they become a household name. But those are Kaz's rhymes. So the 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 record that helped hip hop music cross over throughout the United States and throughout the world, that's Grandmaster Kaz, you know? And um I think I think that's a that's another big piece of his legacy. Yeah. That's huge. Um I had heard a lot of that story. So yeah, I definitely was aware of that. Um, so that being said, uh, you know, unfortunately, these guys and they never really got that record deal, and they talked about that at the panel. Yeah. Now, have in your opinion, do you feel that the Cold Crush Brothers have sufficiently received their flowers yet for their contributions to hip hop? In in I I do I do you know, but I I think that's a part of the work that I was trying to do was that okay, you go on Sirius XM Radio and Kaz is on there, right? Mm -hmm. You. You can't, you can't look at many documentaries that are about the development of the culture and Cole Crush and Kaz aren't referenced or interviewed. Like Kaz is a great interview, right? So he's in, you know, he's in, uh, I, I highly recommend uh, uh, VH1's 
NY 77, the year from hell, which is about the year 1977. Kaz is all in that. And you get to hear about how he started as a DJ before he became a performer. It's, it's great. And I do think that they've gotten a certain amount of acknowledgement, right? But that said, that's why we do the events we do out in Eastern PA, because I'm going to assume there were a lot of people there that were watching Wild Style for the first time. That was their first rite of passage. That was, you know, they'd never seen a group like Cold Crush perform in person. And so I think they, as as long as our, our legends are, are here, they, sh they should get that platform, you know? We should we should be supporting them where, where we can. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Andrew, I think those are all the key questions that we had regarding the event. We definitely want to thank you again for bringing it to Lehigh Valley and to the masses. Um, it was an awesome celebration of original, authentic hip hop between the movie Wild Style. Uh, having Charlie Ahern there and Grandmaster Kaz and the Cold Crush Brothers and Grand Mixer DXT, we are eternally grateful for this opportunity. So thank you so much. Well, word up. Thank you for saying so. And, and you know, I, I, I feel like it's, it's I, I'm, I mean this when I say being introduced to you all in, as the Hip Hop Movie Club and watching your passion and energy, the time you're putting into hip hop movies, awo awoken in me like, yes, like these movies, we we need that you know let's give them the platform let's discuss them let's break it down this is this we we need to do this and so you know that the work you're doing with the with the podcast um is 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 a, a point of reference for me I, I just keep at it keep doing it i'm loving it you know we appreciate that thank you yeah, for your support yep i might just watch uh just right i i, I never even <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I, when you told me the basketball scenes aren't like they're mid i don't know i'm like we give you the five takeaways that's a new thing we give the five takeaways and uh that's, but hey that's a that's a that's that's helpful to us watch what you misses if you like rom-coms if you like rom-coms and you don't mind predictability like we said go for it like you don't expect uh uh oscar award performance but you will see legends. You'll see Queen Latifah. You'll see Common. And if you're a uh, NBA fan, you'll see some some cameos from some folks that were pretty big time as well, like Dwayne Wade and Dwight Howard, et cetera. So yeah, if you want to. And Andrew, you got to tell us about your next event coming up. Oh, a word. We, well, we you know which one? Which one? <laughs> which one? You got so many. <laughs> we're, we're working on something, and I know you guys will be talking about it. But I'm looking forward to working with you, you all, to present uh, Juice and Crush Groove uh, at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA, um, in continuation of our celebration of 50 years of of hip hop history and culture. Uh, Northampton Community College is is putting on uh, an event in South Bethlehem uh, with Taste Smokers which you guys are pretty familiar with now, right? Um, where there are two fashion designers in the Lehigh Valley who will be showcasing uh, two black American fashion designers showcasing their materials um, in February. In March, uh, I'll be connecting with the author Shanita Hubbard and talking about black feminism within hip hop culture and how to be a black feminist and love hip hop at the same time. Is, is that possible? Uh, having that conversation in downtown Bethlehem. And then our, our, our other signature event um, is our, our keynote speaker, Chuck D of Public Enemy, on Tuesday, April 16th, 
will be coming to uh, Northampton Community College's Bethlehem campus uh, for a for a chat like we're having right now about the history of hip hop and, and the history of Public Enemy. And um, it should be good. All these events are free. Um, you can get your tickets. Check out my the, the website 50yearsdowntheline.com. 50yearsdowntheline.com. You'll find links to reserve your tickets there. So by, by all means, come through. We'll put these links out on our platforms for everyone to know cool. about. So thank you for that. Yeah, word up. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you. I love these conversations. Same here. Yep, yeah. as do we. All right. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. In addition to all that, we've got a bunch of live events in the first half of 2024 coming up. You can learn more at our website, hiphopmovieclub.com. Come hang with us, especially at those events in Bethlehem. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Thank you. Later. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you.